Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Finance in a Flash. I'm your host, John Motto, and today I'm joined again by Chip Heimiller. Chip, how's it going today? Hey, John, it's great, I'm, and I'm super excited about this topic. You know, when should a person retire, or is now not a great time? That's just such a, a common question we get, and uh, I just can't wait to explore this. Yeah, Chip, and you're going to tell us exactly what day that is, right? <laughs> exactly, to the day. That's perfect. Awesome. So this will be a short one, I guess. So, uh, well, um, just a reminder to our listeners, last week we talked about when to sell an investment. Um, that was a really good episode. We also had a lot of fun doing that. Um, so like Chip said, today we are going to be discussing one question that we get all the time, and um, I think... Some people think it's going to be a simple answer, um, and and it ends up being a little bit more complicated. So is now a good time to re- retire? So the markets have kind of declined. The outlook may seem ominous right now. We may be on the verge of a recession. So is it prudent to consider retiring now? Well, just to kind of get us kicked off, I want to give a little stat that um, Chip and I came across this morning. According to a survey conducted by the Employee Benefits uh, Research Institute, just about 64% of workers are very or somewhat confident they'll have enough money to live comfortably in retirement. So this is a this this decision is a is a decision that people get really anxious and stressed about, and I think for the large for the large part, um, rightfully so. Um, you know, people who are considering retiring feel this way regardless of how the financial markets or the economy is doing. And even if it's great, I think we've, you know, in our experience, we we see that anxiousness come in the door no matter what. Um, retiring is normally an irrevocable decision. And it, so it's natural kind of to, to feel that way. Yeah, I think 64% is a pretty good, it's a great number. I mean, I would have said something like, you know, 20%. Uh, so it makes me think that the average person doesn't really understand the possibility of the variability of certain circumstances happening to them over their lifetime, which is, you know, a lot of our clients who come in understand that concept. And so I, I think that, um, you know, 64% is a is a high number. I would have expected it to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20%. So Yeah, I I, I kind of would have too. And um one thing that I find interesting and in a lot of ways is a lot of people who are super prepared for retirement are the most worried. That's so true. the people that, that aren't true. in that 64% are the ones that are maybe the most actually prepared for retirement in terms of financially, but they're the most worried if they are or are not. And some of those people in the 64% are the ones that probably need to be worried. And I think for some reason, that's just human nature. I think I think that about there's a lot of different um, scenarios where that might be true. I, I think how nice would it be to not be worried? Because I, th- I can tell, I mean, a lot of the people, a lot of our clients that we we get, especially new clients, you know, that's the worry is driving them to work with an advisor there. Yeah. They understand all the moving parts and they understand um, that those elements of retiring and they and they're worried about it. And, I, and that's the way I would be. I mean, I can totally empathize with people there because Absolutely. it is it's an irrevocable decision. It's not like if you tell your boss, hey, I'm retiring. And then you decide a month later, oh, I can't, I can't really afford it. Uh, your job is 
already filled. Like, you yeah. know, it's not like you can go back. You're you're going to have to figure something else out. So it's an important decision and it's one that that people should not take lightly. Certainly. And, and, you know, understanding those moving parts and all the variables that can kind of come into play and impact the outcome um, and the probability of a, a successful retirement is, is super important. So really, you know, kind of in our mind, the only way to really know if it's a good time to retire is to kind of test or simulate um, if it's okay by conducting, uh, you know, kind of a retirement feasibility analysis. So a retirement feasibility analysis is really simply a process of evaluating the kind of what ifs. I'm not sure if you can hear my air quotes through the, my voice, but, you know, kind of the what ifs. So Chip, could you kind of uh, give our listeners a look into what are some of those uh, things that we would take a look at? Yeah. So, I mean, there there are tons of them and, and a lot of them are client specific, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go through kind of a, a laundry list of things that we look at. You know, what happens if if returns are lower than what you would expect? What happens if inflation rates are higher than historical averages? What happens if there are changes in tax rates over time? You know, what about social security decisions? When should you uh, take social security? Should your should you or your spouse delay taking that? And what impact does it have uh, over time on your situation? What about curveball scenarios like you know large unexpected expenses or or the need for long term health care? Uh, can you afford to to pay for those and cover for those those expenses. Um, what about other things that are are you know, really it's discretionary spending decisions? You know things like can I afford to take vacations or buy a second home or make gifts to children and charities? Those are kind of the the uh, the variables that we like to explore and and really stress test those you know uh, and see what happens and and really to me going through this process is great. Um, because, you know, you're trying to identify the probability of successful outcomes mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you're talking about a retirement period, which, you know, you have to plan for probably yeah. 30 years, right? It's a long time. And, um, and we're just trying to establish some guardrails and with clients and, and help them kind of understand, you know, what are the moving parts? How sensitive are those, uh, variables to the overall outcome? of the results. And so, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do with our um, retirement feasibility analysis is kind of what we call it. And that's, that's, uh, you know, I think that's a really helpful um, thing to, for the client to see and experience. Yeah. And the, and the visual of it um, in our system is, is just great because, you know, we can really kind of make some on the fly changes where, you know, the client can see exactly what that change, how that change, you know, whether it's, you know, buying that second home or even, you know, selling their house and, you know, doing something else, buying a house somewhere else. Um, or deciding whether to take a mortgage or, you know, uh, put more down on a house, you know, going through all those, um, you know, kind of client specific situations and having the visual of it in the client um, meeting is is great. And I think um, something that's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this depends on a client's cash flow. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. really the most important item. You know, so and really, when we're doing this type of uh, scenario planning for clients, you know, if you think about it, uh, you really need to get this cash flow 
the expected cash flows under, uh, it needs to be pretty close. So for yeah. people who have never budgeted their their li- entire life, you know, uh, we need to figure out, uh, you know, exactly where the money goes. And, and and that will give us better outcomes, better, a higher probability of, um, you know, I won't say successful outcomes, but more realistic outcomes, yes. right? And yeah. so, and that's really what we want. We want, we just want to be able to provide a very realistic um, plan for a client. And and you know, we use uh, and I, I we didn't, hadn't really uh, this is not really in the show notes, but you know, we use uh, Monte Carlo model, modeling, which yep. you know you kind of run through different um, you know scenarios of returns, and you know, really. You're looking. You're. 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 You know, investment markets don't earn. You know, seven percent each and every year. Yeah. Right. Some years it's, uh, you know, negative returns. Some years it's positive returns. And so you have to kind of incorporate that into the plan. And we do that using a Monte Carlo simulation. And so, so it's a lot of different results. And so the idea is that if we can really come up with a probability that that we feel is realistic for the client then that really helps us, uh, you know, make some decisions, financial decisions. It also helps uh, put the client at ease and and they generally walk away with a pretty nice peace of mind. I mean, they feel yeah. good about, um, you know, where they stand or at least knowing where they stand. I think it's, it's super important to understand that. Yeah, Chip, I, I totally agree. I, I would say most of the vast majority of the time that we, you know, run this retirement feasibility uh, analysis in in a client meeting, the 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 clients come away with uh, feeling a sense of peace, like you said. Whether they've you know they've a lot of times they'll be like, oh wow, I've done all this hard work and it's coming to fruition, and you know the probability of successful retirement is there for me, and you know they get that peace of mind, or maybe it's not quite time or, you know, maybe there's some other factors to consider and we've kind of helped devise a game plan about how to get where they're going. So either way, um, you know, they, they've kind of come with, you know, come out with some sense of peace. Yeah. And that's a good point, John, just exploring options, you know? So uh, when we always talk about, you know, what's your priorities, what's your uh, values, how do they align with, with this. So, you know, you can have a situation of, well, based on what we see now, you know, your, uh, the probability of a successful retirement outcome, maybe 60%, you know, uh, if you live to age a hundred, but let's say we can make some small adjustments, you know, you let's make a, a little adjustment in the asset allocation of your mm-hmm. portfolio. Let's make an, a little adjustment in your spending patterns. Let's make a little adjustment in, you know, a tax, uh, some of your tax situation that you that you might have. So let's let's tinker with, or maybe maybe it's like, what if you work a little bit six months longer, or what yeah. if you take a consulting job, you know, where it's it's a little bit more fun and 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 less stressful. Uh, but th- those are alternatives. And so once we devise a plan for that, the clients usually walk away feeling pretty good. You know, yeah. they're feeling like, oh, okay, I this I can do this. And uh, and that's what we want to uh, embed and, and establish for the clients. And and to me, you know, knowledge is power, and understanding uh, this the possibility, the uncertainty becomes easier when you know that okay, well, we've looked at that, 
we've looked at the situation of, you know, a, a, a long-term health care event and everything looks fine. And that's a really bad situation. And so, you know, I think that you can walk away as a client feeling good about the decision that you make and confident that, um, you know, your, your portfolio will last throughout your lifetime. Yeah, totally. I, I, I totally agree. So, so Chip, I've come in the door. I've, you know, I, we've run this retirement feasibility analysis. I have, um, I, I'm, I'm going to retire. So retirement planning is done, right? I'm, I'm retired now. Uh, nothing left to do. Well, that's a common misconception. Yeah. You know, people think, oh, well, I, you know, uh, let's just, once we know I can do it, then let's just do it. Well, uh, you know, I kind of think about the scenario of, okay, once you start the, the sailboat on the right direction, that's great. But there might be some times where you need to course correct. Maybe, you know, the wind shifts or maybe the currents change or the weather changes. So it's it's like that in financial planning too. Like sometimes economic scenarios change, personal circumstances change, tax rates change. All of these things are a little variable. And so for us, you know, we want to make course corrections and there are times when that's appropriate. And, uh, you know, and there's times where you can make course corrections that, uh, you know, you're, you're really making lemonade out of a lemon. And uh, I'll tell you in the past few years with COVID and, uh, you know, going through that period, it's it's been a lot of things. Like there were three tax law changes. There were, you know, required minimum distributions were suspended. And so that creates other opportunities. I mean, you're uh, for for people who were retired during that period. So we want to we want to make sure that we're uh, keeping everything front of mind. We're reassessing periodically because then you can identify patterns. Okay, you said you were going to spend, you know, this amount, but you really spent more, and that's great for one year. But if it continues on, this is kind of what it will look like. And so. You know, we go in and make make some course corrections. And so, you know, the initial retirement plan is a great starting point, but it's never a set it and forget it. I, I, you know, it's it would be great if 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 that were the case. But, you know, you're talking about a 30 year period a lot of times and a lot of lots of things change over that period of time. And we just want to make sure that we are, you know, positioning clients in the way that, you know, they can meet their their investment goals, the retirement goals and, and that sort of thing and kind of make it to the end of their lifetime. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's kind of why in our client meetings, you know, our review meetings, this is this is how we start. You know, every time we're we're starting with the plan. We're making sure, you know, a lot of times clients will come to us with, you know, maybe some situations that's have arisen that we might need to embed into the plan to see how it looks moving forward, or we just need to touch base and say, is this still the case? Is this, um, you know, still look accurate and still something everyone feels comfortable with? Yeah. And sometimes we get, you know, a little ways down the road and realize "Mm, that wasn't exactly right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and sometimes it's with spending, you know, clients will say, oh, I'm, I'm, I have a cash flow surplus, you know, a significant cash flow surplus. But then when we kind of look beneath the hood, you realize, well, it's not really a cash flow surplus. That's that money is is going in other buckets, maybe, or or going out the door and other for other expenses. But you know, we we uh, you know we're not judgmental about 
the cash flow, but we do think that we, and we recognize the importance of being accurate on the cash flow or being within the range of, uh, you know, a range of, of error there. So we want to make sure that, you know, all, all the data that we're using is, is good because it impacts the results in a big way. Yeah, that correct, you know, having the right data and getting it so that we can best make a plan that gets to the highest probability of success. And without the correct information, you know, we can't really do that. So Chip, one thing that I did want to mention that I think, you know, we are, you know, finance in a flash, finance being the, but, but in our experience, right, we, we do see that there is an emotional impact of COVID and kind of that, or sorry, not of COVID, but it makes me think of COVID, but of retirement, right? So during COVID, um, we saw a lot of our, you know, some of our pre-retirees, people who were thinking about retiring, not retire because they weren't sure how they were going to fill their time. But in other areas of time, like now where maybe the restrictions have let up quite a bit and people are kind of back to normal life, I think people tend to look at retirement in just through a financial lens, lens through, you know, an Excel sheet or a retirement feasibility analysis analysis, just looking at the financials, but working, you know, it fills your bank account, but it also fills a sense, you know, in a lot of people's case, a sense of purpose gives you some social connections, you know, a steady routine, you know, in our experience, many people have found when they abruptly halt and, you know, just stop working, they have a hard time adjusting. So I think it's important to, when deciding is now a good time to retire, you know, have you thought about those buckets that you're going to fill up, you know, not with money, but what are you going to fill up, you know, your time mentally, how are you, you know, are you prepared physically? Are you, do you have plans and kind of socially, you know, and if you have a partner, have y'all talked about what you're going to do? Yeah, that's called, you know, we've, we have seen people who have been retirement failures, (laughs) <laughs> from the standpoint that they they retired and then realized, you know, I'm bored out of my mind. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to spend my time. And so we always warn people of that and ahead of time and say, hey, yeah. you know, you need to start establishing a social network, start establishing, uh, you know, hobbies and, yeah. and other outlets that you can um you can use to spend your time, you know, also couples, if you're, if you're planning with your spouse, you know, what are there things that you can do together? Um, you know, you, you have to, you have to work on those relationships and those hobbies and those other things. It'll just, it would make your retirement so much better. And then that is one thing, you know, I have, I have certain categories of clients that I, I'll tell them up front, Hey, I'm a little bit worried about you retiring. I don't, I just don't know uh, what you'll do with your time. You're so, uh, immersed in your career, you're so involved in, you know, your work outlet that, you know, you really need to work on, you know, finding some volunteer opportunities or, you know, finding hobbies and and that sort of thing, because, you know, I, I don't want you to be a retirement failure. I, it, it, there, it's too, it's too good. Uh, or so I've been told. So I think, I think that, um, you know, people uh, need to, to be aware of that and just understand that, you know, you have to kind of work at that, um, before you retire so that, you know, your retirement experience is, is a good one. Yes. And we, we, we see 
you know, the most successful retirees are the ones that, you know, of course have the, all the financials in order, but also have this emotional uh, bucket filled as well. So Chip, with that being said, you know, we've kind of talked about the the financials and the retirement feasibility analysis. We've also talked to kind of the emotional side of retiring. Um, Do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? No, I mean, I think that it's just, you know, it's something to keep in mind that you know, there's so many different variables that be- can become overwhelming. Uh, but I can tell you that in our office, I, I don't know how many retirement feasibility analyses we've done over the last of you know 25 years or so, but it's a lot. And, uh, you know, and we can identify things that uh, could be risk to people and and really any good advisor can can do that. And so uh, but likewise, you can find opportunities. And but the most important thing is, you know, delivering that peace of mind to the client that they are making the right decision. And that is a fun thing to see. And it's it's it really does. And I know you uh, we've talked about this internally, how rewarding that is yes. to to deliver that peace of mind to people. And it's not always you know, hey, we're giving you the green light to retire. Sometimes it's, hey, we're giving you the green light under these other circumstances, you know, and you have to kind of make some adjustments. But um, I think that just going through that process and getting, uh, being confident in that decision, it it just means so much to people. And um, and it's something that we as advisors uh, enjoy. It's it's a really good part of our our job. So we, we like that part. Yeah, I think rewarding is a great word for it. You know, a lot of times we'll jump on meetings and, you know, we'll have that, you know, first five or 10 minutes of just hearing what's going on new in the client's life and just hearing about them doing the stuff that we talked about maybe years ago, them doing, you know, going on that trip, doing X, Y, and Z, or, you know, getting that vacation house and just hearing them talk about it and the joy that comes from that, that is really, really rewarding. And um, one of the best parts of what we do. It sure is. Yep. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And thanks Chip for joining me again today. Um, That'll do it for us at Finance in a Flash. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. 